Hello, and welcome to the Crystal Conversations podcast with your host, me, Crystal McFadden. I am so excited to welcome you to season three, You, Me, and the Search for Sanity. This is a place where real struggles meet realistic takeaways from a therapist's point of view who has sat on both sides of the clinical chair. Now, I do want to mention that in no way does this stand in the place of a clinical relationship. If you are having thoughts to harm yourself or others, please dial 911 and get connected with a therapist in your area. Otherwise, I am so glad that you are joining this Crystal Conversations podcast, especially during this season, again, with you, me, and the search for sanity. Let the journey begin. Hey, hey, everyone, Crystal McFadden here, host of the Crystal Conversations podcast, and so excited you are continuing to join me in episode, episode, that's crazy, in season three, I'm sure it's one episode, but I'm glad you're here nonetheless. It is an honor and privilege to have these conversations with you and know that this content is coming out and impacting your mind, your heart, your body, your lifestyle, and hopefully for the better. If not, you wouldn't be here. And if you're joining for the first time, please know that it is my intention to pour out and bless your life in some way by God's grace and for his glory. So today, the whole season is called You, Me, and the Search for Sanity. And one thing I've noticed that trips us up, and it does to me too, which is why I'm talking about it, is our when we doubt our own ability to make a difference. And that's why it's like you, me, and really? Me? <laughs> like you just get stuck right there. Like how do I have the ability to make a difference in the world, in my life, in my circumstances? We just get tripped up at me And the search for sanity goes out the window. Am I right? So I was thinking about it. The cliche kind of goes, see a need, fill a need. And then everyone encourages us that, yes, we do have the ability to make a difference. And again, we know the concept, but where do we get started? How do we take it from right here where we're getting stuck, we're tripping up at do I really have the power to make a difference? Can I really make an impact in someone's life? Is there really something within me that serves a purpose to a bigger, a bigger picture? And my answer is an emphatic yes. Yes, you have the ability. Your life, the fact that you were gifted breath today means that there is still a purpose, there is still opportunity, there is still reason for you to be here. You have been deemed worthy to continue by the fact that you have been graced with the breath to suck into your lungs. How amazing. Now, granted, you could argue the fact that like, it's not my time and why did so-and-so leave? Let's not get tangled up in the weeds here. Just know that Sometimes we doubt our own self-efficacy to contribute to the world around us. So this really was brought to my attention this morning. I was having a conversation with my son and we have been navigating how do we make better choices in our behavior? Because one, he's young. 
Two, he's full of energy. Three, he is ridiculously smart and bored out of his mind. So how do we continue making good choices? And so we sat down, we were having breakfast, we were sharing this time together. And I said, okay, let's think about this. Let's make a plan. How do we have a helpful heart? How do we create that helpful heart attitude that will be others focused, self-beneficial, and really bring full circle this idea of doing life with other people because apparently we're not the only human on earth. No matter how selfish or prideful we'd like to maintain, we're not. There are other humans and learning to navigate that well is probably a wiser decision than destroying all the bridges to all the other humans through unkindness, lack of awareness, and complete disregard. So I said, son, how can we come up with a plan to have a more helpful heart? Now, being the smart one that he is, his immediate response was kind, obedient, and grateful. Those are the three sort of standards we always build off of. And I say, hey, how do you win your day? How do you make today great? Be kind, be obedient, be grateful. He knows this. So when I say, how do we have a helpful heart? He was like, oh, I know that answer. Kind, obedient, and grateful. And I'm like, you're not wrong. However, how do we actually do that? How do we check if we're being kind, obedient, and grateful with a helpful heart attitude? I said, these are the things you can actually do. Let's make a list. And so I said, what are some of the rules? What are the things you need to do? And he's like, okay, keep my hands to myself. I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? He's like, well, I'm being kind. There's no way that I could touch or hurt. And I'm like, good, that's that's definitely a rule, especially with younger kids. I guess it is older kids too. I'm just not there yet in my mom journey. Um, and I said, what about one of the things I know that all the kids struggle with at that age is being quiet in line. I said, well, what about being quiet in line? How does that, how can you have a helpful heart attitude? He's like, I don't know, like where we're not, the teacher is teaching. And I said, no, not really, because the teacher isn't teaching when you're walking in line, right? She's asking everyone to be quiet. He's like, yes. And I'm like, so by listening and being attentive and being quiet in line, we're having a helpful heart and obedient and kind because when we're walking, she knows what is going on. She knows who's there and who's not. She can pay more attention to needs that are actually really important. If someone falls, if someone's not being nice, if everyone is being quiet, so we can have a helpful heart by being ready to listen, ha being quiet and following those directions. There was like a tangible application to making a difference because you make a difference when you're loud and disruptive. You also make a difference when you're attentive and quiet. So it was sort of this lesson that like his choice could make a difference. And it wasn't just knowing the standard of kind, obedient, and grateful, which we talk about, or referring what I started out with, with that cliche saying of see a need, fill a need. 
how do we actually put it into motion? How do we come up with a tangible way to say, you know what? I am an impact maker because so often our brain says, ah, I'm such a burden. Ah, I don't have time. Ah, how do they deal with me? And, and we will let gravity in our emotions and our thought patterns pull us down. Why am I still stuck here? Why does this always happen to me? How come God isn't changing this? It's been this situation for so long. And there is such weight to that. We forget our own ability to get out there and make a change. So ironically, after this conversation was sort of stewing in my head and I was like, wow, Lord, like, how do we, how do we come up with ways to actually embrace being kind, being helpful, going out and making a difference and, and reaping the benefits of that generous heart, that others focus, that who I want to know in my heart of hearts that I'm here for a purpose, that God gave me breath. And today, this was the reason why. And so I, I go out and I have my plan for the day. And I knew I had some wiggle room in the morning. I was like, okay, Lord, like, am I going on a prayer walk? Am I doing some extra chores? Am I running some extra errands? Like, where does this time get allocated? So I walk up, I drop my son off. I turn around and I see my neighbor who does not belong up at the top of the hill. She's at the bottom of the hill over there at the edge of the school alongside the park, trimming branches and doing some pretty, pretty decent landscaping along the path between the school and the park. And so I walk over and I'm like, what's going on? And she clearly explained to me that she walks this path every single day. And every single day she notices the trash that has been dropped, the weeds that are overgrown, the branches that are blocking some really nice views and some more beautiful trees. And she just decided that she was going to pack her car full of some simple tools, some simple lockers, some hand trimmers, a whole roll of heavy duty trash bags, and she put it in her car. Now, mind you, she doesn't have a truck. She doesn't have an SUV. She has a very small, not a lot of space vehicle. And yet she put all of this in the back of her vehicle. She laid out a towel so it wouldn't get messy, came up to the top of the hill and to her own, I guess, just determination, she decided she was cleaning up this probably 40 foot stretch of area that when you turn the corner into the school and into the park looks a mess. And I was just so inspired that she was plucking away, she did trimming and hauling and trimming and hauling and making this pile and all of this stuff that I just sort of jumped in. And I was like, well, I knew I had wiggle room and I had been praying about God. Why did you use this? Why did you leave this time open? Because I will fill my time to a fault. If any of you are fellow burnout buddies, please raise your hand, nod your head, take a deep breath and acknowledge that you belong in that category. And then know that when you see that weird open time, wonder what on earth am I going to fill it with? 
because that was my initial question, right? I had already shared that with you along the story. So when I saw this woman working her tail off, she's an older woman. She is clearly prepared and determined to get this job done and wasn't going to ask for help by anyone. She was going out. She saw a need. She made a plan. She was willing to give generously of her time and energy and even her own tools without asking anyone or or finding out like if it was a thing. She just stepped into that. And I thought that was so inspiring because one, I resonated with it greatly. If I'm going to go out and help or do a generous act, I'm not going to go recruit people to do it with me. I'm going to stubbornly do it myself until I realized the beauty of how quickly we did this large job and how long it would have taken her if I would have just passed along my way. Now, am I saying every time you see someone doing a project that you must stop and and immediately pitch in? No, absolutely not. One way to begin figuring out where, like for me, I knew I was going to go walking or be active in some way. I knew that outside helps my mood and it's something that is necessary, especially leading into these fall months. I need to be outside. I need to be active. Fresh air is always a great idea for my immune system. Um, Connecting with someone over a common task is something that fills my soul. I could do 10,000 things and it wouldn't give me a lick of satisfaction, but I could do one or two things alongside someone and my tank is full for days. It just fills me in a way that I've learned over the years. Let me help you. (laughs) And so I saw that knowing that it was this mutually beneficial act of giving generously of my time and energy alongside a need that was clearly there with time I had available. And, And I was able to move forward with that. And so if you're thinking, hmm, How can I learn that about myself and what do I do with that? Well, if you get out a piece of paper and you're you're thinking about sort of a Venn diagram, that's one of those pictures where the two circles overlap and you find what's in common in the middle. On the left side, in your circle, look at what your resources are. What is it that you have And sometimes you're like, oh, I don't have anything. I'm stretched so thin. I don't know. Trust me. If you can smile, you have a resource. If you have the ability to hold a door open, you have a resource. If you know that someone is going to rent a piece of equipment that you have, you have a resource. If you have leftovers at the end of most dinners, you have a resource. So think about what are the resources that you have available? Sometimes simply time, showing up and saying, where do you need me? Sometimes it's muscle. Sometimes it's height. Y'all, I'm 5'2". When you are above 5'2", your height makes an impact in my life when I am climbing up shelves at the grocery store, when I am trying to stack things on shelves I should not be reaching. When I am trying to find extra storage space that in my world, the top of the fridge or the top of some of our armoires, they don't exist in my world. So 
do not underestimate very simple resources. Maybe you can hear better than your neighbor. Maybe you have more mobility. Maybe you have transportation. Think about what it is that you have in your life that is a resource that maybe you consider and take it for granted. Also, what are your strengths? We're still working in this left circle. What do you have available? What are your strengths? Maybe you're really good with numbers and spreadsheets. Maybe you're really good with connecting with strangers. Maybe you're really good at laying out a plan. Maybe you're really good at flying by the seat of your pants. Know what strengths and abilities that you have. And also take a look at your personality. For me, I know I can't have too much people time. Big crowds, lots of activity. That's not always my go-to, although I give generously in those settings when I am speaking for an event or giving a workshop for a group. But my personality gravitates more towards one-on-one or one-on-two meaningful conversations and also that downtime. And so I need to know where it is that I have a little bit more wiggle room to give. I have more to give in a one-on-one conversation than I ever will when it comes to stamina for smaller, large group settings. Do I love them? And I do I love to see how God uses that? Absolutely. Um, but when I'm done, I'm pretty tapped out. So giving generously past the point of allocation, I struggle with. So think about your personality. If you're a communicator and you typically make people feel welcomed and involved and always included, think about areas where you could give in those that way. But if you're someone who's silent and really doesn't like to talk and likes to keep busy and do your own thing and get the task done, think about those types of areas that you could really put forth some effort You may be the one holding the hose. You may be the one digging the hole. You may be the one working the numbers because that doesn't involve that big crowd or whatever. For me, I was picking up the branches and walking them over to the pile, picking up the branches, walking over to the pile. We were both simultaneously having a job without a lot of expended talking energy outside of getting to know one, getting to know one another better. Because even though we're neighbors, even though we have a block between us, we don't really know one another's history, backgrounds, preferences. We just seem to gravitate towards the same thing. So we were building off of that. Now, in your right-hand circle, you want to look at what are the possible needs? Where are the possible opportunities that you can take some of those resources, strengths, abilities, and your personality and offer transportation, offer muscle, height, mobility, a smile, holding a door open, offering to pay for someone's coffee, creating connection to someone who may be isolated most of the time. Start filling in what about in your community? Who lives around you? What types of needs might be there? When you go out into public, whether you're the post office runner, the grocery errand getter, Um, if you happen to have one of those jobs that has a lot of customer service interaction anyway, like what are the ways that are very small that can leave a difference? Some of you women will laugh, but like 
I'm the girl that's wiping off the bathroom countertops that are soaked because I know when someone sets their purse down, it is not enjoyable to pick up a sopping wet purse. I'm the girl who wipes bathroom counters down, whether it's mine or someone else's. And many of you are giggling because you either look weirdly at the people who are doing that or you're one of those two. That's a way to make a difference. It's very tangible. What about simply watching for people who are carrying heavy things and making sure you speed your pace up a little bit to open that door? It may not seem like much, but man, did you provide a relief to the person using all their might to carry that heavy load. You made a difference. What about having extra bottles of water in your driver's side door compartment instead of all the junk you probably do? I know I do. When I have those extra three to four bottles of water unopened, maybe I don't want to extend cash out a window for those people who are asking for resources, but man, do you know how hard it would be if you didn't have access to clean water? I mean, there's not a random water fountain sitting on the side of the road at any given turn. Giving them fresh bottles of water could be life-changing for their day, especially in very cold and very hot conditions. That makes a difference. Please know that your impact doesn't have to be strenuous to you because one person's little act can make a world of difference in someone else's day or life. You never know when that spare umbrella you've been keeping in your car could change someone's world who's on the side of the road and doesn't have a waterproof barrier. So please make notes of the excess, the very taken for granted leftovers that you have and find out where they could be put to good use. Build out this diagram. If you give yourself three minutes to brainstorm and just dump all your ideas, no idea is a bad idea at that point, but it's going to start generating and curbing your brain to be thinking about, wow, not only can I make a difference in someone's life, but I didn't realize in my own mind that I had the power to make such a difference. Because back to where I started out at the beginning, most of our thoughts will be pulled down by gravity and we will see where we fell short what type of weight we add to a situation or a relationship, where it is we'd like to be rather than where we are. I talked in the first episode about changing that language from get to and have to and unpacking that a little bit. But this is one of those things where we're building on that knowledge and we're starting to think, huh, if that little bit makes a difference and someone sees me making a difference, not that you want to go out there and see, I don't know a better way to word this in the moment, but it could inspire someone else to take action. Just like my neighbor saw a need, realized she was going to walk that path every day, multiple times a day anyway. Why not take one of those walks, reallocate her energy, bring her tools and clean up the space and just give that breath breath of life and fresh air and satisfaction to those encountering that same area any other time. And she was telling me about all the other areas she's noticed that she would like to start to tackle. And it was so inspiring. Like I said, I had time, I had energy, I was going to be outside walking anyway. 
why wouldn't I come alongside her and add that dose of connection support and speed up the task? I'm sure she would have been there another hour or two had we not multiplied our efforts and got it done in a much shorter amount of time. So you have that ability. And when we do things like that, it changes the way our brain looks at tasks. It changes the way we're able to see our contribution to this world, our purpose for this life, the reason God gifted you breath today. Man, do that each day. Just a little dose of others-focused generosity and let me get excited about what will happen in your brain, what will happen in your life, what will happen to the people that God allows to encounter you, not to any credit of your own, but simply his faithfulness in growing us, impacting others, and changing the way this world and its tempo and its connectivity works. You have the ability. So when I say you, me, yes, really, you, it can change the world if we all begin to step into this others-focused, need-filling, generously open-handed lifestyle. It is so cool. And like I said, this is all God. By no means did I have the health, the wherewithal, the selflessness to even begin to conduct myself apart from Jesus. I was very selfish, very prideful, very personal goal-minded before 13 years ago. I'm, I'm straight up honest. I was not the nicest person. And I understand that. I didn't realize what doors could open up when I tapped into the one who created me and asked him, how do you want me to live this life? You're the one who designed my personality, my body, my strengths, my shortcomings in connection with every other human. What do I do now? And it, it was such an eye-opening experience, and it has been for the last 13 years to say, what do I do? Really? Me, Lord? That's crazy. And it is such an honor to see him move in these unique ways because only he knew she would be there. Only he knew that I would have this open time. Only he knew what he needed to do to heal my body up until this point to be able to give generously in this way. Only he knows. But when we stop and ask, when we stop to get to know him, when we stop to realize that it is he who created us alongside those we encounter in this grand scheme of generation after generation after generation, it is a really neat thought to embrace. So it has been an honor to have this crystal conversation with you. If this is something that stirred you on and you were able to do that just personal act that made a difference in someone else's life and it really wasn't that life-changing for you or maybe it was just by being a part of it, please reach out and share with me. I want to celebrate God moving in your life and attributing purpose to that day, that moment, that minute, that ounce of energy it took to make a world of difference in the life of someone else or the life of many. Regardless, please share. That's what this is all about. This is an exchange of celebration for living this life as you and I go out and search 
for some semblance of sanity and understanding as to why we're all here and how we can be a part of the bigger picture. So thank you all so much. It is an honor and privilege to serve. And if this was impactful, you know the drill. Tell a friend, share it. Thank you so much and go out there and continue to invite others in the search for sanity. Well, there you have it. You have now finished an episode of the Crystal Conversations podcast. So what are you gonna do now? Did you take notes? Do you have a friend who might like to hear this? Are you, do you have questions for me or potentially an event that I could serve a group that you know? No matter where you find yourself, I hope that you have an action plan, a takeaway, something that you learned or gained or that you're ready to do and that you put it into motion. Don't just be a listener. Get out there, make change. I wanna hear about your growth journey. So connect with me on social media at Crystal Conversations LLC or on the website at crystalmcfadden.com. Can't wait for you to join another Crystal Conversation.